This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. We are back. Second hour on the block. I know we've given away some Stricken, but... Um, we are, we'll, we'll give that after we finish this segment going into the next segment. We'll let you know who actually won the Striggin. Um, but there's a question that came on the streamline first before we get started on the second hour uh, talking about NCAA football uh, and the FIPA, the FPI. Uh, the index rankings, which you know gives you a little bit about what they're projecting as far as how many wins, losses, and who's this and who's won and too is it too early there's still transfer portal action that's probably going to jump on <laughs> like there may be some people to include there may be even a number we ain't gonna talk about it right now because we got other stuff to deal with but there may be a a, a, a five-star leaving georgia i mean so that's the kind of craziness that goes on out here a five-star quarterback that may be leaving georgia um but we're going to talk a little bit about this um the streamline right now um I can't see exactly who it is, but there's the question. Uh, it is said that in European basketball, the fans are very crazy. There are none in the NBA. Fans cheer, they jump, light smoke flares, and firecrackers and curse. Um, I would say that I think there's a little bit of that that goes on in NBA games as well. Um, sometimes there'll be fights that jump off. I just don't think it's to the level of European because I think – European has a culture of it. I think a lot of that culture stems from, you know, football, not American football, soccer. And, and, you know, they're jumping on stands. I mean, to the point where there are a lot of um, premier league type of, of, of stadiums that need to be revamped because they're, you know, I, I, I remember, I can't remember exactly where it was. One, one section of a, of, of a stadium collapsed by the fans just going nuts and jumping up and down and having a ball. I mean, they're going to be cheering. There's a lot of, hey, 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 oh, hey. there's all kinds of stuff, cheers, chants and, and, uh, but lighting flares. Now that's a new one. That's one that I know would not happen at an NBA game. Um, I, I, I understand now I think you're getting the revamping of Sacramento with the, the cowbells. That's what they, they used to do used that to. back in yeah. my time. Uh, they're, they're rebringing that back. And I love what they're doing with um, the beam. I think that's dope. You know, they hit the beam, boom, it shoots up into the atmosphere. I think creating those types of cultures are dope, man. I really do. I think it's, it, int- it brings interest to the game in a different way for the fans. Very different. If- fandom cultures across Europe and America. I mean, soccer absolutely is the one that I think spawned, you know, sports fanaticism culture the way it is in Europe. Americans just haven't ever been like that. I mean, you get a little bit of it. I've gone to a couple or just one MLS game, seen a couple and it, I, I think is closer to that environment in some cases, minus the flares and everything. But the soccer game I went to, I was in the, the supporter section and they were going the whole game. 
long with, with chants and cheers and everything waving flags and, jumping on each other yeah, yeah. and I, I think you can do that in soccer because it's so boring so you have to entertain yourself mm, somehow but okay. no i i 40 percent kid um yeah whereas with you know football with baseball with basketball there's not nearly as much downtime between anything exciting happening necessarily so there's not as much time to get stuff like that going organically. Mm. The thing I see a lot in American sports is the wave that needs to be banned. It's stupid. Get rid mm -hmm. of it. Be done mm -hmm. with it. At least while play is, is going on. But I still think there are, there are rowdy fans. There are electric environments that would rival anything that's going on over in Europe. But I'm glad there's not, you know, the flare lighting or yeah. the fighting that's nearly as common in Europe as there is in America. What about the beer chain thing that a lot of people are starting to spawn off now? Taking all the cups and just starting mm -hmm. to build this big beer chain. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. It actually, um, I saw it happen when I was over in Ireland watching Nebraska play. Uh, it was cool getting the the Northwestern fans joining up with the Husker fans to create this long beer chain it was kind of fun uh but <laughs> i don't understand the point but it's also harmless yeah it's harmless. I, I don't get security busting it up no nah, no nah, but actually some some people have kind of canceled it um i i the, the cws beach ball every year oh we start throwing, yeah, yeah 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 um you know i just look at it from a standpoint of you know the people are just trying to really just uh support and have that that kind of uh you know just hardened support i mean i think it, it gets crazy when once the the melee start jumping <laughs> off i mean you know mm -hmm. they've got to figure out a way to kind of keep the separations there i mean you thought philly fans and you thought you know some of them were bad you go over there and really have a rivalry going on it can really jump <laughs> off over there you got to be careful so do you think fans in america I man I, I know philly gets a really bad rap i know boston to some mm -hmm. degree you know i've had some instances even utah recently detroit detroit do you think fans are worse today than they used to be? Or do you think it's just reported on more? I, I think it's just more scrutinized. I think it's, mm -hmm. you, you have social media, you can kind of see it, pop it off, you know, a little bit more than you probably, you definitely with some fights and stuff in the stands, I'm sure mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, I just think it's probably more reported on now more than ever. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to, go too far on that tangent because i really i just thought it was interesting with the with the question that was asked and i really want to get into this fipa uh situation <laughs> but uh because we could we, we really could have went down a tangent on this one but i think this fipa uh the the uh the football uh index is is something that is important to get off into um the espn fpi rankings uh they came out yesterday um and let's talk about kind of how you view it, how you see it. I will, I will be quite honest, and I will say I'm shocked that the old, the Ohio State Buckeyes are number one overall of overall, anyone in the country. I am absolutely stunned and shocked because uh, Michigan uh, finds himself, I think, what six? They they find mm -hmm. themselves six, and Ohio State hasn't even, you know. Being, been able to hold their jock strap uh for the last two years and that just still blows me away you're still in the hunt for a quarterback you lose one of the best quarterbacks is about to go in the draft mm -hmm. who is that guy between uh mccord and uh brown i think it is and we have to wait and see that's what i'm saying so you're gonna lay your foundation mm -hmm. on the fact <laughs> of, mm -hmm. of of an unknown because of the the premier importance of a quarterback uh in the in, in in the in the college football game is is so 
important that um, I, I just don't know if I can I can ride out with it. Uh, Sutter Heyman text line 402-464-5685. How do you feel about Ohio State being number one? Uh, they got them winning almost 12 games. Um, they've got them rated, at, you know, 12 games, maybe one loss. Um, that's throwing me for a loop. I, I think, you know, I think the Crimson Tide's in a very similar situation. A lot of losses on, 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 in, you know, in the areas, a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're trying to still kind of find their way. I think Georgia, how do you, how do you not? I don't care. I don't, I don't care. Um, you, you, you gotta beat the beast. And until you do, you know, I, I, that's disrespectful. Matter of fact, if I'm Kirby Smart and that crew, Austin, I'm using that as absolute fodder. I'm putting it all, I'm pastering it on everything that those guys see that you've been disrespected to this level. Mm-hmm. Now go out and prove them wrong. That's that's fodder for me. So as you look at these top three teams here, Shrek, in Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia, Ohio State's FPI, their, their total ranking is at a 31.5. So they have a 3.3 point differential between them and Alabama at second place. Bama's only 0.8 ahead of Georgia in third place. Yeah. So they're saying the gap between Ohio State and Alabama is the gap then between essentially LSU down at number four and Clemson or Notre Dame down at 9-10 range. Mm-hmm. That's how big a gap they're saying is between Ohio State, right. which, like you said, hasn't beat Michigan the last two years with right. a quarterback question right? and everyone else. Yeah, it's very odd. They have the number one preseason offense, the number three defense or number four defense, I think I saw. Bama has, I think, the number two defense, the number three offense, and Georgia's number one defense, number four offense, according to these rankings. So it's really, you know, pick your flavor. Which do you want? Do you want the, the offensive juggernaut in Ohio State? Do you want the defensive juggernaut in Georgia? Or do you want the best of both worlds in Alabama? Yeah. And I, I, the thing that Alabama has going for it, Strick, I mean, yeah, Georgia, one, two in a row. They're the machine now. Hard to win two in a row, even harder to win three, three in a row. row. Yeah. Ohio State hasn't won its own division yeah. in a few years. So I think yeah. they have a little bit of the underdog role, but it's hard to say they're the underdog when they're being rated number one like this. <laughs> Bama didn't win its own division last year, yeah. still won double-digit games. This is, I think, the most we've slept on Alabama collectively in a, yeah, long, a long time, and that scares me. Yeah, I would, I would say the same thing. It's, it's absolute fodder for both of those SEC teams, but we do continue to see SEC dominance at the top. Um, Big Ten has continued to get the benefits of the doubt more than any conference that I've ever seen in a <laughs> long time. Um, you know, I even think that. Texas is getting a super benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to figure out where that came from. So that's an anomaly situation to me. I, I I will, as I look at this, I'll tell you this, a disappointment again is Notre Dame. I don't think they'll find themselves in the top 15 by the time it's all said and done. Um, getting, go ahead. getting Hartman was big for them. Okay. They got it. They got to fill out around him. Uh, Hartman transferred in from Wake Forest. Yeah. He's really good. He's going to be a, probably a mid round draft pick next year. I would say lose a tight end, lose mayor, the tight end, uh, Kyron Williams, the running yeah. back. I don't know. Notre Dame's always going to be rated this high to start the year, but I- I'm with you. This I think is, top 15 is a ceiling, but yeah. I don't think top 10. Yeah, I would agree. I'll tell you a team though, to keep your eye on and watch, um, is Penn state. They, they I'm going to throw, I'm just going to throw it at you. I'm going to let you go nuts on it because that's just the one that I'm saying, keep your eye, you know, watch out. Penn State is my sleeper to win yeah. that division. And it's hard to call them a sleeper when, you know, they're as talented as they are. But 
Ohio State with quarterback questions. We're hearing that this is Michigan's most talented team under Jim Harbaugh uh, coming in this season after you know a college football playoff appearance. Um, but Michigan pooped the bed against TCU. And credit TCU for that. They played really well. But I think Ohio State and Michigan have been duking it out now for the last couple of years. Penn State's got an awesome tandem of running backs. Yeah, I, I think Drew yeah. Aller is going to be legit. It might take him a couple games to find a rhythm. I like him a lot better than I like Sean Clifford. I know they're losing Joey Porter Jr. and Parker Washington. Uh, Washington, the receiver, Porter replace Jr., that. the CB. Mm-hmm. But I just have this feeling about Penn State. Yeah, something about it. They've lost the last couple of years really only to Ohio State Michigan. Yeah. I don't know why, Strick, but I have a feeling about Penn State this year. Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of questions about whether or not they can win the big game, um, whether it be for coaching or mm-hmm. I think a lot of it had to do with Clifford for me. It was it was like I just had no buy-in on Clifford. That's just me. I thought he was yep. a tremendous runner. thought he had skills, but I just – he just he didn't was a seem gamer, to be a game. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one that I'm surprised that is that high. I'm, I'm well, I'm surprised and disappointed is by the next two Oklahoma. I'm surprised they're that high, uh, to start, but you know, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt a lot of the times in the big 12. Um, but the, the Tennessee volunteers, um, I think they're a little bit higher than that. To me, I think they should be topping in the, into the top 10. I would probably reverse if I would, if I was a betting man, I would reverse Tennessee and to start in Notre Dame at a minimum. I think you're onto something there. I'm, I need to see a little bit more from Tennessee because last year right now is their lightning in a bottle year. Who knows what the ceiling is for Tennessee. If hooker doesn't get hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think they're better than Georgia again, No, but that could have been an even more special year. Hypo's, than it was. Hypo's got it going. He's got a brain on it. Yeah, he does. So I think Tennessee will be good, but right now the burden of proof is on them to, to prove it again, to go out, find another quarterback and take that step forward to replace Jalen Hyatt, who was a stud, mm-hmm. maybe being slept on a little bit in NFL draft mm-hmm. conversation. So Tennessee, yeah, I could see him a spot or two higher, but Oklahoma, they went six and seven last year, Strick. Six and seven. <laughs> That's what's throwing me for they, the loop. They, they were the second best team in their own state. Oklahoma State was better than them, more consistent, than, tougher than them. For sure. Um, Venables, no year two as a head coach. Right. I know you get Dylan Gabriel back and he's fine. He's solid, but I don't know if you trust him to move the needle that far. Right. I agree. Oklahoma's a top half of the Big 12 team and nothing more right now. You're relying on your recruiting. You're relying you on the recruiting you class and, and hoping that those guys are able to pan out. Mm-hmm. I can see that now. Um, I can tell you somebody that I think um, is going to be a surprise. Um, I'm still not sold on the Oregon Ducks, but you know, you know how some people feel about that. I'm not sold on them. Uh, they got to show me something. But Florida State, Jordan Travis, <laughs> stud, <laughs> stud, stud. I'm, I'm, I'm buying. When you're talking about Florida State, a resurgence of the, oh, oh, I want to see it. Um, So, yeah, I I really am excited about watching them uh, play this year. Do you take Florida State or Clemson in the ACC? I'm going to go Florida State. Really? Okay. You know, uh, you know, I I, you can never count out Clemson. I mean, they're always going to find a way i think their defenses usually has been their stapleton and kind of mm-hmm. you know they lost their way with that then you had uh dj uliangale who just where'd he go not the guy where'd he transfer to 
Oh, shoot. Where did he transfer to? He's wearing the same color. I'll give you that much. Oregon State? Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That might be okay. That might be a good, a little softer, you know, a little, mm-hmm. little bit more open West Coast style. Guys. Yeah, that might be a better fit for him. Uh, can the Utah, Utah Utes duplicate the physicality that they had last year? Utah was the team I was on the bandwagon for to make the playoff. Yeah, I was all in on Utah. Uh, I, I like Kyle Whittingham as a coach. Uh, Cam Rising, the quarterback, is a baller, yeah. certified baller. And they're losing Dalton Kincaid, who's their tight end. Um, some concerns in the NFL in terms of his frame, but in terms of college tight ends, there weren't many on Dalton Kincaid's level. Yeah. So Utah, I think, has a really high floor. I don't think they should be anything worse than eight and four, nine and three, yeah. but they haven't busted through that ceiling yet. I mean, USC still has a higher ceiling. Yeah. UCLA, I think, has a higher ceiling, maybe slightly lower floor. Oregon, I think, will be in the similar record range, but do it completely differently than Utah. And who knows what's going on at Washington? <laughs> right. Last two I'm going to throw at you, uh, Austin, is um, I can't believe that they cracked the top 20 and that's Wisconsin. I have no idea where they came up with that one. But a I'm not that guy. But the other one that's throwing me for a curveball that I'm swinging at and it's in the dirt is uh, Florida, Florida Gators. They don't even have a quarterback. They 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 couldn't even score in their spring game. So I'm trying to figure out where where they're going to get you know, let alone seven wins, eight wins from to be in the top 20. Right. I'm completely with you there on Florida. Billy Napier's got some questions to answer coming up here in year two, starting at the quarterback position, you know, losing Anthony Richardson. Um, FBI projects Florida to go seven and five, essentially that that's not a top 20 team. (laughs) You're just seven and five Wisconsin. They have projected at somewhere between eight and four and nine and three, which would be a very workmanlike Wisconsin year. But I, here's the thing. I know better than to bet against Wisconsin. They have a track record of, of being successful in the big 10 West strict. That's a program undergoing change, change with fickle coming in with Longo mm-hmm. coming in unsettled at the quarterback position. Do they give Braylon Allen the ball enough this year? We still have to see. So I get the direction Wisconsin wants to head. I just don't know if that's a top 20 team, especially (laughs) in the preseason with all those questions. Big facts. Big facts. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Let us know your thoughts. Anything that uh, any questions, comments, concerns that you may have with regards to the FBI. Uh, Did they get it right? Or did they drop the ball and they're just um, they're they're Snoop Dogging it uh, (laughs) over there a little bit. Um, and the computers are Snoop Dogg in it too. They didn't caught a little bit of a, a little whiff of, of, of that and drinking some Kool-Aid. <laughs> so we don't know. 402-464-5685. Uh, you can let us know there on the Southern Haven text line. But coming up next, we're going to have our, our, our boy, my boy, um, soon to be Austin's boy as well. Samaki Walker will be joining us. We'll talk a little bit of NBA talk when we get right back. 93.7 The Ticket.